Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is our podcast series of globetrotting conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists from different parts of the world, particularly keen on exploring the significance of jazz in all four corners of the globe and exploring its intersection with various music traditions and cultures. Adam Baldich is a Polish violin master with one fundamental artistic mission to make music that communicates, music that is able to enter the lives of people and stay with them. He works within a wide range of settings and genres and is particularly known for leading a violin renaissance in European jazz in later years. His new project is titled Poetry and it's out now on Act Music, the label he has been associated with for 10 years. This new recording features his quintet and the great trumpeter Paolo Frezu. It also marks a further step in the musician's journey, away from mere virtuosity and towards a kind of authentic individual expression that feels more natural. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is my conversation with Adam Baldich on Jazz's Travel. Adam, uh, welcome to Jazz is Travel. Hello. 
It's a real pleasure to have you, and we're going to be talking about, among other things, uh, your latest album, Poetry. Uh, so this is really exciting because I've been listening to the album for for a while, and uh, I think it's I think it's absolutely awesome. But Adam, this is kind of the uh, standard icebreaker question for this series of podcasts. Uh, what part of the world are you speaking from right now? Uh, actually, I just uh, came to a very beautiful part in southeast Poland. It's mm. called Bieszczady Mountains, where my wife is coming from. Oh. So just before I go on tour, which starting uh, from Saturday uh, in St. Petersburg, I just came here to refill my energies. So I'm here now. That's excellent. Uh, but actually, where, where, what part of uh, Poland were you born in? I was born in the uh, west part of Poland, a uh, city called uh, Gorzów Wielkopolski, but now I'm based in Warsaw, so mm. the capital of Poland. So the place where you were born in, I'm not familiar with, and I wanted to ask you, what kind of a, play, what kind of a city is it? Is it a small city, would you say? I would say it's a, it's a medium-sized city in, uh, in west part of Poland, very close to border with the Germany. So um, it's, it's a very funny story because uh, um, for this size of, of, of city, um, uh, Gorzów has a huge uh, history of jazz, um, jazz club, which is running for 35 years now. And uh, education, jazz education for uh, small children in, in primary school. So it's just uh, unbelievable that sometimes in the places you will never imagine uh, you have uh, people who are uh, really uh, supporting um, the knowledge about the music which I fell in love. And do you think that your hometown's kind of history of jazz and music at large influenced you in your early years to start uh, kind of, you know, your formation as a musician? Definitely, because... Uh, as a um, classical trained violinist, I was always uh, trying to put some improvisation in between Bach music or some other composers. So I was just uh, really uh, looking for some space where I could really uh, reflect my imagination as an improviser. So when I uh, got to these uh, classes of, of, of jazz in my primary school, uh, being in the same time in musical school, I just realized that there's some other uh, type of music where you can really uh, improvise, compose music uh, here and now. And I just fell in love uh, in that music. And uh, I learned that this is jazz. And I, I realized that this is my path uh, as a musician. And this is how it all started for me. When did you start playing the violin? I was nine and I was 12 when I found jazz. In between, I was playing also some uh, traditional Polish music. So I was really uh, kind of influenced by a few things uh, in that moment. And was there anything in particular that drew you to the, to the violin? Uh, no, actually, it was just a um, basic story which probably happens in many families. Just my older sister, she was going to musical school to start learning guitar and she just took me and said like, hey, do you want to play on some instrument? And because my grand-grandfather, he played uh, on the violin, not professional, but this instrument, somehow uh, we spoke about it uh, in my family. I I chose to, to try on it. And because uh, the teachers said that I have a good ear, uh, I could start playing on the violin because it's really uh, you need uh, good uh, ear training to to play on on this instrument. So this is how it all started. 
And I think that you also just uh, said a bit earlier that uh, you you know you carved your own style from a mixture of classical uh, classical music, jazz, and Polish music. So, what kind of Polish music are you talking about when you when you say Polish music? When I think about Polish music, I think about traditional music because if you uh, learn more about all classical composers like Chopin, Wieniawski, and also more contemporary, uh, Gurecki, uh, Witold Lutosławski, you can find that they are all uh, very much influenced by Polish traditional music. And for me, as a kid playing uh, a traditional music in my home city, in uh, uh, in the folk band, it was uh, a chance to go through whole Poland and to learn from uh, original musicians uh, who are playing uh, in the villages, the real uh, traditional music. And you can believe me, every part of Poland has very unique and different traditional music. So I was just learning all of that. And later, as a grown-up person, when I came to New York, I realized that I was surrounded by so many cultures from all over the world that these voices from from the past started to be my uh, inspirations. And does that influence remain to this day? Yes, definitely. In a different way, because I stopped thinking about it uh, as an inspiration, but it's just, I feel it so deeply in my uh, genotype that it's just over uh, again coming back in a new form. So even when my music changes, even if I try new things, uh, going between classical, more jazz projects, I always feel that these traditional influences gets back to me in a different form. So it's still there and I think this is something that uh, represent uh, who I am and where I am coming from. This is very important for me, for my uh, artistic statement. Uh-huh, yeah. And just returning to your interest in, in improvisation, I believe you said earlier that you kind of discovered, uh, quote-unquote, jazz at around the age of 12. Uh, did Was that also when you began to uh, experiment with improvisation on your instrument? Uh, it's, uh, it was really funny stories all the time because I was playing classical music and I remember all that uh, teachers playing on the piano with me. They were always scared because in between the classical piece I could start improvising if I just forgot some music. And it was for me natural just to keep going with my own thoughts and then going back to the music. So, so we were always uh, just laughing about it. Uh, but... I think it was the first moment where I realized that this improvisation is uh, is natural for me. So uh, in traditional music, uh, you also also have a spaces where you uh, improvise over uh, some um, rhythmical parts and uh, in between. So I think uh, that was just a natural way for me to express uh, what is important in music. So. When I found jazz and found out that there's a music which is based on improvisation, it just started to be very natural to to go there and to start using improvisation to to experiment with the sound, to experiment with uh, with the violin as something that you can think of it as a d- different way in the new um, uh, thing when you are a classical trained musician. So. Uh, my first thought was to really cut off from all that classical exp- uh, experience and to go 
somewhere totally uh, different, uh, somewhere else, and uh, and to build my own aesthetic, my own sound. So, so I really stopped listening to other violinists, stopped thinking of violin as something I learned in musical school, started listening to to guitar players, saxophone players, trumpet players, and trying to uh, to find out how can I build my own sound based on those experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, because there have been some great jazz violinists in the past, but needless to say, it's not one of the most, let's say, used instruments in jazz. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. And you as a foremost sort of jazz violinist, uh, violinist of today, why do you think that is that like there isn't more experimentation with the violin? And of course, this could be a silly question, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think mostly because uh, the, the classical education uh, is forcing so much uh, some kind of aesthetic of the sound that uh, later uh, class- classical trained uh, violinists uh, has uh, problems to cut off from that knowledge that they have and these frames that just keep them in one place. And because for me, I started playing just that early I really didn't uh, took it inside so much uh, to have a problems to get out from that frames. So, so in my uh, for my personality, it was very easy to think that I have imagined some sound that is so much different, and I want to follow that imagination and see what I need to do to. Uh, actually produce that kind of sound and and uh, this is what I try to say to all violinists today uh, who are asking me for some advices about how to experiment with this sound but because a classical education takes so many years to learn how to play on violin which is really not easy instrument to play on I think violinist has a problems to to get out from that that sound uh, that that we can hear when we hear to the classical musician uh, classical trained violinist and and maybe this is this is the reason of course you have also uh, a great jazz violinist like stefan grappelli who influenced so much uh, thousands of violinists and somehow they keep uh, going same path and try to follow this sound try to to go the same direction for me I always appreciate his sound so much and I know he's a legend and I also listen to his music but first thing I decided to to do is to go totally somewhere else to build my own uh, space in music.
The track you are hearing just now is from Poetry, the latest album by Polish violinist Adam Baldish, out now on Act Music. While the project was originally intended to be a solo work, it was later augmented by a quintet and Paolo Frezu on trumpet and flugelhorn. Much of its music was written during the pandemic and is dedicated to the violinist's wife and to his young son, who was born in 2020. Here is the second part of our conversation with Adam Baldish. up the name of Stefan Grappelli, of course, it's impossible not to kind of think of him when people talk about the jazz violin and the history of the jazz violin. But when I hear your music, it doesn't necessarily remind me of that tradition. It's something else. Uh, and that's really, uh, uh, that's really what I could hear also in your new album, uh, Poetry. I- and actually, uh, if I can uh, bring this up too, because I read uh, a really kind of short but interesting statement in a, in a press release on the album that I wanted to ask you about. You, you mentioned that with your music you just want to communicate uh, what do you mean by that I mean that uh, I always felt that I use music to speak about uh, things uh, I got through and things important uh, in my philosophy of, of, of life and what I experience and about myself so so when you want to communicate those things you never communicate that only for yourself but for for the others and uh, for me music in the early years became a really a form of dialogue with the people and i really understand today so much after the pandemic uh, year that that this is what i was missing so much not just to play music but but to i realize how much it's about communication with the people i want to invite them to my world Mm-hmm. to let know me better and to discover something also about themselves. Uh, so this is uh, really the most important thing in creating music for, for me. So uh, so when I uh, was thinking about doing uh, the poetry to make this album, I was really thinking how to, to make a music which will be not introverted, but will be really inviting people and I decided to uh, to to create an album which will just stay with them for a little bit longer, to to so that they can really keep it with them, not just for for a moment listening once, but to be with this album so that this music changes their perspective of their everyday life. This is what I love in the albums that I was listening to, and that inspired me through the years. And this is the music I want to create, even when it's deep, even if it's full of colors and, and, and we want to use a really um, the highest quality of, 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 uh, of, of music techniques and, and of, of artistic uh, techniques and uh, whatever we use, you know, creating music and art. The root of the, of, of the song, of the music, should have some something that comes from the simplicity, which I really love. 
so I, I want to know a little more about uh, this poetry uh, title and I guess driving concept. Uh, do you see uh, similarities between your music and the art of poetry? Are you a fan of poetry? What's the meaning behind this title? I'm a fan of poetry, but I was more thinking about uh, if I can express uh, my music and in the way that uh, that the poets do, uh, so that you can uh, uh, find a lot of meanings in between the words. This is what is the most uh, satisfying when you are reading it and you are discovering something different from the other people, so that maybe your experiences are also important uh, when you read it. And also in my music, I think that my music uh, you can discover different stuff if you go through different things in your life. So different people will discover different things in my music. So so I try to make music where you still leave the space for the listener to to, to really uh, experience something very very unique. So I try to, uh, to 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 make music as the poets do their poetry. Um, so uh, so so that was the the, the main idea that drives me doing um, this album. I also heard the opinion of uh, one of my friends who said that Adam, you are a poet of the violin. I was really thinking about it, what he was meaning. And I think people sometimes uh, said that that my technique is brilliant and everything. And I was thinking, so what's, uh, what does that mean for me today? I don't want to play cascades of this of the notes and uh, thousands of you know phrases and going out and proofs uh, how fast I can play I more uh, want to really uh, express a very deep stories in the quality of of the sound and really sometimes just keep playing one note but shaped form of this of this note in the way that is unique that that has its own story so uh, create different sounds, uh, use PC cutters, flageolets and everything, harmonics. This is what inspires me today. So I took those inspiration songs from contemporary classical music and I want to uh, to really use that to, 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 uh, to create my own sound. Got a couple of questions about this recording, actually. But the first one that comes to mind is, uh, was this music written during the pandemic? Yes, it was. It was. Uh, it was. I started doing it just uh, before the pandemic, but the rest of the music and the last, the most important poetry was the last song actually composed. And it was just uh, made for, uh, at the beginning, for the, for the solo violin, solo uh, oh. Renaissance violin. But then I realized that, that actually there is a space for the other instruments so, so he can... Uh, this instrument can communicate with this music and Paolo uh, came and he just add his trumpet and it sounds like like uh, like just one thing from the beginning uh, but it was uh, a solo violin at the, uh, at the beginning so so I, it proved me again that even the pandemic can't stop us from from dialogue in the music and we are really starving for that and 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 that was very important for us to meet and to play music together. That's Paolo Frezu, of course, uh, who has heard on this album. Uh, how long have you guys known each other? 
I think it was five years ago when he invited me for his festival in Berkida uh, and I was playing there with Helge Lien uh, and he was playing there and we just spent time there together. Tomasz Steinko was there uh, as well. So it was a bunch of great people uh, and, and, and Paolo's sound uh, in that evening was uh, really speaking to me so, so, so much and I just... Uh, I just kept that in my in my mind uh, in, and in my heart for for a couple of years. So when I started doing the album concept, and I was thinking of celebrating uh, this album as my ten years celebration of being uh, on act. So I was thinking to get back to idea of uh, instrumentation from my first album, Imaginary. Uh, room and I had uh, a tenor saxophone and trumpet there because uh, Verneri Poyola was playing and Marius Nesset. So uh, on this album, I was thinking about new guests who could uh, bring back this instrumentation and in some way to to use this album uh, to as a statement of these ten years to bring back something but push it forward somewhere else. Uh, so so Paolo was the first thought for me uh, when I was thinking about the poet on the trumpet and his sounds just uh, remind me this this evening in Berchida and 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 that's why I uh, asked him to to be on this album so yes like you said this this album also marks the 10-year anniversary of your collaboration with act music so it has been a fruitful collaboration in, in your opinion I gather from what you just said yeah, definitely, because each project was so different. So I can say that I could really experiment from um, all-stars uh, projects like Imaginary Room to duo very chamber music with Jaron Hermann, then going to very uh, melodic and beautiful cooperation, uh, bringing two uh, different histories and and two different uh, cultures with Helgelian, so Nordic, uh, Norwegian, and and Polish, uh, on album Bridges and Brothers, and then going to Sacrum Profanum with my quartet, so bringing the um, the inspirations from classical music and now uh, poetry, which really uh, brings back some memories from first album and push it forward to 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 new spaces so i was using these 10 years to really try different things and uh, all that that experience really built my uh, my sound my music and uh, this is what i really love to do not to stay in one place but to go always somewhere else and discover new things Yes, a very uh, diverse and exciting range of projects. So that's really interesting. And the latest edition of these is Poetry, uh, your new album. But Adam, so we've run out of time. I just want to want to go back to something that you said at the start of the interview. Uh, you will be uh, soon heading out on the road. Is that is that correct? Yes, uh, actually, I'm starting now two concerts with string quartet uh, hmm. uh, in St. Petersburg because I also write music for orchestras and string quartets. And actually, if you ask me if I feel as a jazz violinist today, I would say no, not anymore. I feel as a violinist, improviser and composer because my music brings so different colors from so different... Uh, uh, music genres that for me I don't want to think about any borders between them I just want to bring what I find interesting from all of them and 
build my own music. So I think my music is going that direction today. So so I will have those two concerts, and then going on tour uh, as a guest of uh, of uh, Finnish singer Elena Mindru, and then going back to play with my uh, quartet. Uh, in Warsaw, uh, music of uh, Henryk Mikołaj Górecki, so contemporary Polish composer. Uh, so very exciting projects, bringing totally different colors. Uh, and then uh, until the end of the year, uh, I have two more recording sessions uh, with also very exciting projects of my wife, Karisau, uh, and projects uh, with, uh, with the music of Polish virtuoso uh, violinist composer um, Henrik Wieniawski. So my music paths going so <laughs> so yeah. range directions that it's always exciting and and I I really feel this is a great time in my life. That's that's uh, awesome. That's great to hear. And Adam, I thank you very much for joining us and talking with us about it. We will be watching this space to see what else you'll be coming out with. Thank you so much and and I would like to invite you all to listen to poetry and I hope it's going to be inspiring music for you and that you're gonna take this music home and just stay with this for a little time. enjoyed our conversation with Adam Baldich. His new album is called Poetry and it's out now on Act Music. Join me again next week for more globetrotting conversations on a new episode of Jazz Is Travel. In the meantime, I encourage you to check out jazzis.com, our regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and creative music, including news, reviews, playlists, and much more. And of course, you get even more when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Makuchi signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.